Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice-weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman. From our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show, you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry, as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend. What's up, legends? Welcome to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. I'm your host, Opie, and joined by the co-host and manager of managers, Bilo. What's up, B? Not a whole lot. Coming to you with our second recording from our new temporary recording studio located a mere couple hundred feet away from, from where the studio had previously provided all the recordings but as everything is under construction right now yeah uh and thankfully today we do get a a little reprieve from a a decent amount of that construction noise at least on the inside of the building as john not bob the builder but john the builder has gotten most all of the preliminary work done in getting the office space and everything done for upstairs uh, at the winfield dunn location um just a reminder we are going to be closed at least March 4th and March 5th in anticipation. Well, not in anticipation, but as we are getting the parking lot paved. So for the all of you who have been routine uh, repeat customers of ours here at the Winfield Dunn location, uh, if you come back in after March 4th and 5th, you are going to notice an instant and probably one of the biggest improvements to the entire complex center as you will uh in the fact that there will not be any more potholes the size of douglas lake uh out here in our parking lot and that we are going to have the entire parking lot oh yeah they're not going to have any more bird baths uh we might have to uh invest in a bird bath of sorts to put in the the landscaping somewhere so that way that we yeah that way (laughs) that way we don't have uh birds deciding to take it upon themselves to yeah. to retaliate for the lack of of bird bass and yeah. and poo all over everyone's mm. vehicles. Definitely don't want that to happen, but yeah. All kinds of stuff going on here at the distillery. Um recently had to take a trip to, to our, Nashville. our Nashville location. Yes, you did. I had to go take care of a little bit of an arising issue out at our Nashville location. Uh, but definitely excited for them to get into the full swing of things and get into their season, which, of course, is going to kick off 
coming up in the next couple mm. of weeks with spring break because we are getting up on spring break. Most season. colleges uh, will head into their spring break uh, tail end of this month, tail mm-hmm. end of February. Uh, of course, our local uh, high school, middle school, um, primary stuff like that will not get into spring break until sometime around mid uh, March when is customary. And of course, spring break will last all the way through Easter, going into the first couple of weeks of April. And then uh, it won't be too much longer after that that we'll actually be into summer break. Yes, back into the full season. It will be hopefully wide open here in Sevier County. What about you? What did you do over the weekend? Well, this past Monday, uh, President's Day, as most people are celebrating it, and what we are going to talk about today, it actually is our wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations well. on the, the one year. One year. So we planned literally just a staycation and did nothing. Absolutely That's nothing. sometimes the way you got to do it. We did it because, we're going to be honest, I've talked a little bit about it. I've not been completely, you know, uh, behind the curtain about everything. But, like, the, you know, they say the first year is always the hardest and I used to laugh at that uh, because this is my second marriage. Right. Uh, the joke I used to make is, man, three, th- year three kind of sucked for me. Right. <laughs> I don't know about year one, but it, this has been the toughest year. And, you know, the unfair aspect of it is it has nothing to do with her or me. It's all outside. It was all outside stuff. But it was so tough because it made us have to literally hold each other up for a year. Um, there'd be some days where she would almost physically have to pick me up and tell me you got to keep going, um, for which I'm completely grateful for. She is seriously the best partner I could ask for because of everything that's went on this year. And I got to say, I, I, I really hope for her sake <laughs> it gets really easier because uh, she she – has been a, a freaking all-star and uh, of a wife in this first year and helped me in more ways than she'll ever uh, be able to know. And uh, she'll never be able to realize how thankful I am for that. Uh, so thank you, Madison. Uh, love you. Happy anniversary. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a much better weekend than it has been a first year of marriage. <laughs> uh, echo, echo those sentiments and say thanks for keeping our boy on, on two feet there, Maddie. <laughs> She did. And, she did. And definitely happy anniversary to you guys. Um, we, we did a little staycation literally a few miles down the road. It's this new built-up area, and it's, they're in their off-season. It's right off of a marina. They've built up, like, they're right on the lake on Douglas Dam uh, beside Cowboys, the restaurant. And okay. Near Verardi's. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But they've got, like, this, like, seven, eight-room little VRBO built in. It's like just like one room after another. Kind of looks like an old motel, like Bates the motel. old roadside, yeah. yeah, old roadside. But they're all like little VRBOs, killer fireplace, showers, hot tubs on each one. TVs are awesome. They've built a big like thirty-six person one beside it. A house on the other side. They've got Cowboys the restaurant. In season, I'm sure it's it's busy and very fun and fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. I, I can't remember the name of it, but. It was fun. It was just, we literally just sat and binged the... I'm not big into reality TV. I hate reality TV. There ain't nothing real about it. Right. But there is a reality TV show that's going on right now on Peacock called Traitors. 
that Alan Cumming is the host of, I'm addicted. I, have to check I that one freaking out. love it. Especially like what werewolf or mafia. So you have okay. like three or four killers. You have killers. to find someone who's... Or the rest are faithfuls, innocents. Right. And each night the killers get to... The traitors get to kill someone. And each night there's also a round table where they try to find the traitors. The scary mirror that it holds up to our society on it's, how quick people flip It's what, the people. Among Us or whatever? Yes, it's yeah. basically it's Among Us. It's like that old game Mafia we used to play in theater and stuff. Like, one person can say, like, uh, you know, you, you're playing this game safe. Uh, you know, we're, we're two weeks into this, and you're playing it safe, and I don't like that. I think you're a traitor. And how quick. And oh, you yeah, can the know, influence. Like, we know yeah. who's traitors and who's faithful. They don't. So to see them flip on each other, and I'm just just off of a whim, just like you know what I didn't like the eyes, the eyes, the face you made. It was very traitory. <laughs> so so this in an in- instance, I guess, could be. Is this the kickoff? Is this a pilot, in a sense, for more board games or more yes. of those types of it things feel, to it's, be? It's a board game. To, to be adapted to a live And the live fun thing about it is it's all C-list setting. celebrities. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's that's... like they've played... They've been in the limelight. They're not like... Like some of them are from Survivor, The Bachelor, you know... So they're familiar with real the world, reality Big Brother. TV Yeah, they're familiar yeah. with that world, and you're familiar with what they had to be in that world. But this is a different game. Completely different. D- completely different game, completely different world. And so like... Like this in season two, there's been... Parvati from one season of Survivor was on it. And just because of the way she was in Survivor, everybody immediately was like, don't like her. Oh, wow. And then so it pe- was... there was one of the Bachelors, Peter, who's in season two. He's completely different than the way they sold him in The Bachelor. He's actually smart. He's actually nice. And I'm like, oh, even more proof that they're selling you a character. Right. Even in The Bachelor, ladies, they're selling you a freaking character. Uh, whether you like them or hate them, like they control how the, how the oh, narrative yeah, of how this person yeah. comes off. They give them dialogue, all that stuff to play on. So, like Madison's like, God, Peter is completely different than he was in The Bachelor. He's not a dick. He's actually not a dumb human being. Well, that's how The Bachelor wanted you to see him. Right. They wanted you to see him that way. In this world, he's getting to kind of be more of himself. Right. And and he's playing this different game and it's 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 really addictive. Like we went through season one quick and are into season two and we've already caught up to where they are live and I'm like mm. Now what now, I gotta, I gotta wait. wait a week? <laughs> you telling me that's, I gotta wait a week? <laughs> that sounds like Katie as we were watching we picked up Percy Jackson, uh, the new Percy Jackson series and we need she to was the same that. way with it. We need it. to get on that. Uh, um I was I was a book fan, bummed that they cut the stopped the movies out of nowhere. I think Very it happy was this show. I, well, I was I was about to say I think it was for the better in the fact that yeah. the movies got stopped and they have reimagined it and have started redoing some stuff, being a more bit more book, book accurate. I like that. Uh, and TV and stuff—that's long form storytelling, man. Yeah. Some things don't need to be movies; they need to be shows. Yes. So you can tell. So it you in can long tell it in a longer format. That's what I think. Most video games—they should be shows, not movies. That's true. Like uh, especially the one that you wound up showing me today with uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Borderlands. Borderlands. It's the Borderlands. Yeah, series. now I can't even think of it. You got the first still or the uh, yeah, the first, first the first uh, teaser poster image. And Kate Blanchett for the looks movie. great. 
Yeah, Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis playing the uh, Patricia Tannis character. Jack Black lending his voicing to uh, one of the robotic characters, Claptrap. If you've not played the game in any capacity, like I was telling Opie, you need to start with part yeah. two, which is where I think a majority of this storyline is going to come from. Mm. But yeah, if, if you're being introduced into the Borderlands world, the franchise, I would recommend starting with the second game and then going go from back there. Yeah, go two, back one, to three. one. Uh, you can play three uh, after you wind up doing that. The uh, pre-sequel was mm-hmm. a good one. For the most part, uh, you wind up learning where some of these characters come from mm. that you witness in parts one and parts two. So it goes back and takes place even before then. Oh, and wow. then you get even more backstory and history to individual characters in Borderlands 3. Yeah, I mean, this is one that's actually tried to keep a decent amount of continuity with the actual storyline as well as having some really kick-ass gameplay. It's crazy. It's kind of what the Annabelle franchise does. Is it's like it goes one, two, three, but the true continuity is two, one, three. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's it's all right, three, two, one technically. Yeah. But two is before one, but three is even more before one. So you should really right. watch it this way. Yeah. Kind of like some of our movies in the MCU have become. Like. like oh no, I I totally get it. This is probably one of the ones that's closest because while I did watch the X-Men animated series back in the day. Ugh. I did read a few comic books and yeah. stuff like that. I did not get fully immersed into the world before it got turned into a full cinematic feature like I have with the MCU and stuff like that. Same thing with the DC universe. Mm-hmm. But Borderlands, that's probably the closest that I would be to your comic book fans today that are okay. like angered at how they treat yeah. you know, the story and how they adapt certain characters. Mm-hmm. That's part of the conversation that we started having earlier in the office before we came over to start doing some recording. Is that this is the way the story's supposed to play. This is the way this character's supposed to be. Yeah. And you've got a character that's supposed to be over six foot being played by Kevin Hart. Oh. And it kind of makes you think and of the like, interview just having with Cat. Uh, it's like, oh man. Right. Like, yeah. Like, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. So, I'm wondering if if they're gonna be like having it digitally rendered to where it's his face on someone else's body which I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds about but yeah. I don't want to wind up seeing tiny the, the rolling character being be portrayed like by feet. tiny yeah. Kevin Hart yeah. standing next to these people who are like everybody else is towering over him that's oh, not yeah. the way it's supposed to be you know that Kate Blanchett's taller than him yeah so yeah. It'll, so just, it'll it's, look weird considering it's, that it's definitely going to look weird yeah so speaking of more uh, nerd stuff, Thirty Nerdy Podcast does kick off within the next week, kicking off our sinister sixth season, and our first one under the TLD and Studio Sixty Six banner. So be on the lookout for that. We are going to be discussing some of the stuff that's come up lately, like the Fantastic Forecasting, the trailer for X Men ninety seven, and the Deadpool Wolverine the Deadpool trailer. Wolverine trailer. We're going to be discussing a lot of that in the first episode. How terrible Madam Web is. Yeah, we uh, we're, we've talked a little bit. Like, should we see that in theaters, just for the heck of it, or should we wait? Because we waited for Morbius. We didn't oh, see Morbius in theaters. A lot of the stuff that I've seen has has portrayed it is there are enough stuff in here that's so bad it's good. Okay. So I, I don't know. Maybe I don't should, know. We should see it in the theaters. Um, it scored. It scored just above 
Morbius oh, on God. Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. Morbius still holds, or Mobius, Morbius, 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 yes, still holds the worst rating in terms of Super Marvel movie, superhero Marvel. movies. Yeah, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, and wow. this came in like Morbius was a fifteen. This was a seventeen. And the problem with that is, is or I may be backwards. And we'll we'll dive further into it in thirty and thirty, but the problem with it is, is Sony has to make Spider-Man universe content every two years, otherwise, or they, they lose, lose the, the rights, rights to Disney. Yeah, the rights revert to who owns the most Marvel rights. Right. Back in the day, they would have reverted to Stan Lee and Universal, but now that would revert to Disney. Right. And you got so many people who are just like, stop, just, just let stop it happen, doing give it, it back to them. Yeah. Just let them or they're trying to buy them from you. If you want to make money off of them, sell them now. Right. Let them go. Let them everything go back. Because it'll get to a point to where if it's got Sony's name attached to it and People. it's a Marvel character, no one's going to want to go and see like it. And like you're doing great with the Ghostbusters content. You've got some universes that are your own that you own, like the Fast, the Ghostbusters. Do good with those, make money off those, and let Disney have Marvel. Yes. Just. Ugh. Or you can do. Get away from Spider. Yeah, get away from Spider. Yeah. Let Disney do, have Spider. Do, do some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, start producing some stuff for like Dark Horse comics and Image comics and not the big giants. Yeah, you know, if you want to do some something. Of these smaller do, comic do, book people. Do Pit. Exactly. Do, you know. do Pit. Do some Samus stuff. Get into the, you know, buy the rights to like Legend of Zelda and all that or, or you know, work with Nintendo on things. Yeah. Like. You know, so just leave the full-fledged comic book stuff yeah, to to the people who are doing it really good. Yeah, but more of that will be dove into in our first episode of the Thirty Nerdy Podcast when we return within the next week uh, with our Sinister Six season. Fun things going on in the area, though. Uh, if you are a big book nerd, uh, this weekend is the Rose Glen Library Festival in Sevierville. This Saturday from 8:30 to 4 p.m. at the Sevierville Convention Center, you can experience 50 plus book vendors and regional authors, featured author presentations, writer workshops, poetry slams, book signings, and here's just a few of the featured authors. Micah Day, Stephen Lynn Bells, Art Bonahan, Kelly Griffin with Amanda Marr, and there's probably about, when I looked at the list, 10 or 12 other names that are going to be there. Definitely check that out if you are our big literary nerds. Now, we've got some fun stuff coming up. We talked about Ancient Lore Village. Yeah, I was going to say, con- continuing in the vein of the, the not necessarily nerdy, but uh, this one can also be classified into the realm of literary mm-hmm. destinations, if you want to consider that that may be a new terminology, a literary destination. Oh, yeah. In Ancient Lore Village, uh, as Opie just mentioned, we had talked about it in the season finale of the uh, Cocky Top podcast, but we're going to make sure and go ahead and come over here and let you know about it over here on Between Two Barrels, and that is Ancient Lore Village over in Knoxville has taken on a very Tolkien-esque uh, Middle Earth yeah. sort of look or feel to it, uh, including some some lodging that looks just like some of the uh, yeah. dwellings straight out of The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. books, including uh, Bilbo's house there in the Shire as one of the places that you can actually stay in. You can actually book these places to mm-hmm. be able to stay overnight a couple of nights a week if you're looking for a vacation or even a staycation if you're living around here. Definitely a place to check out, but not only do they have that, they also have special events all throughout mm-hmm. the year 
including specific dates or dinners. Like right now, uh, they are going to be having a daddy-daughter dinner on February the 23rd mm-hmm. coming up. Something that I've been seeing happening a whole lot more uh, and being yeah. shown on social media is daddy-daughter dinners. Yeah. And it's been billed or being portrayed as a way to be able to teach young girls what they should expect out of a date. So if you wind up as a young lady going out on a date and it was nothing like what, you know, your dad took you out on because a dad's going to want the best for his daughter. He's going to want someone that's going to take her on a date, treat her with respect, show her, you know, what a date is supposed to be like. And if she winds up experiencing something other than while she's out on a date later in life, it's just going to, you know, hopefully be a situation where you know uh, a young lady's not going to find herself in the accompaniment of a loser a loser as it as it were but um some other events happening a drop zone distilling moonshine dinner the next night on february the 24th and sunday brunch on february the 25th but that's not all they also have D nights mm. they also have other dance nights they have had paint and sip artistry classes where you can go in have a little bit of wine a little bit of other alcohol uh inducing or, or alcohol spirits um to go along with painting there at ancient lore village so all kinds of fun activities and stuff to take in while you are over there just go on to their website uh www.ancientlorevillage.com it's the same thing on Facebook or Instagram. The only thing that's different is if you are looking them up on TikTok, it's going to be Ancient Lore Village Knox on TikTok. But everything else is just Ancient Lore Village. Um, and one of the other more uh, prominent things that they have on a routine basis is trivia nights. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah, so make sure that you and get you out have there. And make reservations. Yes, because they definitely do they, fill, they fill out. out. Could you imagine doing... Uh, Themed trivia nights, but also dressing up as, oh. you know, Gandalf or as Arwen or as Galadriel or any of them. Could you imagine it's Lord of the Rings trivia? It's a nerd's nightmare. It's Lord of the Rings trivia. It's Wednesday night. It's your first time going. You've, you've grown up on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You get a team together. You're all dressed in character and you lose. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Very embarrassing. <laughs> because most nerds would be like, you're dressed as Gandalf. You didn't even know what his sword was called, loser. <laughs> right, and that's that's the type of stuff that you would wind up getting yeah. from that. Poser. You're poser. nothing but a poser. What, you saw Jackson's movies and you think you know Lord of the Rings? I go say that because I would sh- be that jerk yelling at you. Straight, <laughs> in, straight into the clerk's dialogue. I, yeah, there's only one return. It's of the, of the Jedi, not, not the king. king. Um, I say that in, in jest because I would be one of the the gatekeeping jerks who who <laughs> is obsessed with Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. Who would be like, you what? You saw one movie and you're coming here trying to win money? Go sit go down. Play go in to your the sandbox. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't be that mean, but but yeah, it would be kind of funny. Definitely some fun stuff to check out if you oh, are yeah. going to be in the Severe Knox County area. Over the course of the next couple of weeks. Speaking of, just to keep you up to date on operating hours for our locations here in Sevier County, we are currently operating 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. 
Newport Highway location is operating 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Now, March 1st, we will be going back to opening at 9 a.m. Monday through Saturday and at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the Winfield Dunn location, still closing up 9 o'clock nightly until we get into our summer season. But again, wanted to remind you real quick before we do get into the meat of what this week's episode or this show is going to be about, I want to let you know that we will be closed Monday, March the 4th and Tuesday, March the 5th for sure. Wednesday, March the 6th may be included in this, but the best way to keep up with any and all that information is to follow us on the social media sites because we are having our parking lot paved. Mm. And, of course, you will be able to find those social media sites on both Facebook and Instagram. The best way to do it, look up Tennessee Legend Distillery. If you want to follow the individual locations, it's Nashville for Nashville, Cookville for Cookville, and, of course, Sevier County for our Sevier County locations. If you're doing it on Facebook, if you're heading over to Instagram, it's going to be TN Legend for all locations. That's T N L E G E N D. And Nash, N A S H for Nashville, C K V L for Cookville, and Sevco, S E V C O for all of the Severe County locations. A uh, couple more things. Definitely want to let you know that we got quite a few new products that are going to be coming out throughout the entirety of this year. We're almost to a point to where we're going to have at least one new product per month uh, coming yeah. out this year, it seems like. Some will come out at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, we've got at least a dozen, if not more, new products that are slated to come out What's this really year. What's really wild is we're going to get to a point where we're going to need bigger mats. <laughs> but also... We're going to get to a point where we might start finding things that have been around since inception to turn into legacies because That's we're true. running out of room. That's true. Um, and what Opie is referring to as far as that, if you are going to be following us on social media starting in March, we are going to be having our Moonshine March Madness, Madness bracket Uh, which is now going into its third year. Mm-hmm. We have done this for the last couple of years, and this season... For the first time ever, we're going to be including legacy flavors, which will revive potentially our long lost customer, some customer favorite grape moonshine. Yeah. And we have gotten direct confirmation from Justin, our head distiller. If you go all the way back to one of the earliest episodes of Between Two Barrels, Mm. you can listen to that episode and hear some firsthand information from our head distiller. But Justin said that if one of our legacy flavors, namely, of course, that grape that everybody's hoping is going to wind up becoming the victor, uh, we will make a batch of the winner if it is a legacy flavor. So, yeah, if you have been a fan of the grape moonshine that Tennessee Legend Distillery has released in the past, make sure you are following us on the socials so whenever that particular matchup comes up or any time that the grape is featured in the matchup there for the bracket, you vote for it because yes, we are going to have the full votes. That is how it's going to be determined as to whether or not a flavor is going to move into the next bracket. And we will be doing on March the 29th, a live giveaway here from the Winfield Dunn location. Um, for someone who is randomly drawn from the votes. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you do get your votes cast 
for those flavors. And as you are casting those votes, we are going to be taking down the names. And each time you do vote, you will wind up having that as an entry into this contest. So make sure that you're following us on all the social media sites. And we are definitely looking forward to this event. Now, earlier, I noticed before we got over here and we're recording, uh, Opie, that you were having a little grumbly-tumbly, and uh, you were uh, actually able to satiate that hunger. Last night, I said to myself, I said, all right, we've had a good weekend. It's been anniversary weekend. But now it's time to get in shape. All right, now I'm going to start. Flash forward to lunch today. Instead of doing the right thing, twelve hours later, instead of doing the right thing, and like bringing my lunch that's healthier or going to get a salad or something, no, I got a baked potato pizza again from next door. Of course, the pizza of the moment. Pizza of the moment. And whilst I was there, I was made privy by our lovely Naraya, who works at Gatlinburg Brewing Company, um, to some inside information that they have not announced yet. You know, that's illegal in, illegal. in, in the uh, uh, world of, 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 yes, stock trading. Yeah, knowledge trading. Um, that truly, one day only, at Gatlinburg Brewing Company on March the 9th, write that down, March the 9th, one day only, truly, they are going to have a pizza of the moment. They are getting enough stuff to make it for one day only. One, and even in that day, once it's gone, it's gone. A triple decker Big Mac pizza. How do you? How do you? How do you? How do you? How do you multi-layer a, a a a? All I know is she said, "I know what you're thinking," and yes, three crusts. I was like, "Things are gonna get crazy." Things That's gonna crazy. be insane. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how. That's gonna do thirty it. inches of pizza That's dough, my 30 friend. Thirty inches of pizza dough. I don't know how they're going to do it. She did not disclose that. She just said, you're hearing it first. Is that going to be like We're about to make one to put on socials. So you all are actually hearing it now for the first time. And they're making it. And they're making it. Like a tester right now. A tester right now. Well, why didn't we get called to come down and test it, man? Well, I told her, don't don't have me test it because I don't eat Big Macs in real life. I I really don't eat McDonald's. That's one thing I do say is if I'm driving through McDonald's, A... It's for a drink only because they have the old school soda right. machine still. Thank you, McDonald's, for not evolving in that aspect and having the old system because you still have the best soft drinks. Maybe aside from like a quick trip, great gas station. Um, and or if B, you can find a place where someone actually does a soda yes, jerk and does it. I am starving. Like it's an emergency. We're freaking hungry. It's the only thing open. That's the only time you'll see us eat McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. And typically, for the rest of the week, our body's like, you son of a... <laughs> because it's been so long. Ooh. So, so yeah, pizza of the moment. Truly of the moment. For a day. One day only. March 9th. Get your butts to Gatlinburg Brewing Company. One in Gatlinburg in the heart of Gatlinburg. And one right next door to Tennessee Legend Distillery on Winfield Dunn Parkway. And try the Triple Decker Big Mac Pizza. All you Big Mac fans... Are gonna be in heaven. I'm just ready to see this thing, man. Just to visually see th- three full pizza crusts. What if they stacked. make? So what if like the center pizza crust is like the burger, and like on the top and the bottom they've made a pizza look like a bun. Just like flipped it over it like or whatever. 
I don't know, like a pie or a calzone or something or I, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. It's still it's it's a sight to behold. It is like going to be build a, a pizza and then put a, a crust over the top of it, then build another pizza and then put another crust yeah. over the top of it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I can't wait for the pictures to pop up. For sure. Can't wait to see that. Uh, and you can do that, too, by going to follow Gatlinburg Brewing Company on Instagram and Facebook, as well as check them out on their website. Uh, so some more local news. Yeah, uh, Ford dealership is pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, they have actually started allowing people to come in. The service center has opened up. Um, so much so to where they've actually had to tell people no, uh, that they can't get anybody in or get anybody scheduled for several weeks as it stands now because they did have to close down the service center while everything was getting moved over and stuff like that. So they are just backed up in terms of, yeah. of service calls needing to be done. So eventually... And you know there's a lot of them because it's a Ford. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> Uh, first on race day. Anyway, um, they are getting moving along, but the, the real one that everybody is really waiting for is what's being built next door. Uh, our, our wives, uh, uh, a lot of females in the area, not to, to pinpoint it too much in that capacity. but I mean, I'm excited too. I, 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 I do I mean, enjoy this story. I, uh, I I have only been in. I've been known to get lost in one. I have been into a Target. I can count on one hand wow. the number of times that I've actually been into a Target. So yeah, it's it's a completely new experience for me. Almost kind of like walking into a Sam's Club. It is definitely a, a unknown that experience is the thing to I've me. I've only been in one time. Sam's Club. The last time I had been in before I went the Saturday before Super Bowl Sunday, okay. which was a mistake, by the way. <laughs> Huge mistake. Huge Huge mistake. mistake. Was whenever I was a lot younger, probably like seven or eight years old, and I'm 42 now, so it's been a while since I've been into a Sam's Club. Um, But yeah, uh, definitely anticipating, definitely excited to get a target here. Uh, It is something that has been being talked about and that has been being wantonly... I'm trying to look for another word other than it's lust been, because it, but it has been, been it has been, it's been lusted after lusted after by locals by locals for quite some time and and finally it has arrived mm. here A in stones throw away from Tennessee, Tennessee. So yeah, uh, one of the things that we were talking about was we're going to build our own back road. If we were planning on at any point in time, we just walk up literally walk upstream yeah just go into the river that way you don't have to worry about getting out onto the road or anything but um yeah just the fact that as part of our healthier uh, outlook on the year if we aren't going to be or if we are planning on going down to chick-fil-a or freddy's or zaxby's something like that to to be able to get something to eat that we would actually walk down there and walk back as opposed to getting in the vehicle and And driving we absolutely should so it's really not that far. It's, it's but yeah. doable walking distance within our lunch break parameters. Plenty, so. plenty of stuff to check out the next time that you are going to be in Sevierville. Absolutely. Before we get into the last episode, we discussed the legend of the Goo Goo Cluster, its origins, uh, where it got its name, which was still baffling to me. Even today, I'm like, man, I can't believe it had to do with the Grand Ole Opry. Because founded, of marketing. Yeah, because of marketing reasons. Created oh, in Nashville. Had, had thought about the time, or while we were down there over mm-hmm. the weekend, had we had the time, we were going to try uh, to run yeah. over there real quick. But yeah, we did. Some made. 
yeah, wind up going to the deli there in Marathon, uh, the okay. Marathon Motor Works building. It's a good little deli. Uh, very, very good sandwiches. Not because we're massive football fans and we happen to be in the greatest conference in all of college football, uh, college sports for that matter, in the SEC, the uh, Southern Engine Club is the best sandwich that they have, which has a nice uh, tomato pesto basil or basil tomato basil pesto mm. as the sauce on it instead of like mayo or something like that. I know you're not a fan of tomato, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that tomato taste. It's more of a basil. It's more of the uh, almost like a um, one of the ones that you would get from Subway I do like in basil. terms of that that type of flavor. So. I do like basil. Basil. Basil exposition. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we definitely got into the world of the Goo Goo Cluster. Uh, talked uh, yeah. about all the different uh. variations that there are of it. And of course, like the fact now that you can go in and make mm-hmm. your own. My older brother and I have already talked about it. We're supposed to be going. Uh, we're not supposed to be. We are. We are going to see. Well, I think it's already next month, maybe April. Uh, Tom Segura in Nashville. Oh, there we go. Uh, one of my favorite Good comedy comedians. Show. And uh, I told him, I said, hey, look, I just found out that this is where they were made. This is a thing you can do. We need to go and make our own Goo Goo Clusters. And he's yeah. like, all right. Dude, I'm, I'm going to wind up sending you the money to have you make me one that's going to be nothing but the nougat <laughs> nothing in the but middle nougat. of it. Nothing like but nougat. <laughs> we're going to make uh, Three Musketeers, but but in the form of a Goo Goo Cluster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we can actually like call it Goo Goo Kachu. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> a good one. And the aptly named yeah. uh, uh, episode, Goo Goo Kachu. Do you go nuts about our products at Tennessee Legend Distillery? Do you think our products should be on nuts? Well, look no further than Southern Vet Sweets. At Southern Vet Sweets, they specialize in baked goods and desserts that are sure to tantalize your taste buds. They make a variety of treats from cookies to alcohol-infused delights and modern takes on Southern favorites. They provide custom and bulk orders at southernvetsweets.com. Make sure to look through their catalog of tasty Southern favorites. And not only do they have sweet treats for your taste buds, they are also veteran-owned and operated. And whenever you place your order, tell Jason, Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you. This is now, this week, we just celebrated President's Day, where we recognize the 46 Yesterday. men that have held the highest position in the nation. And for some, it means a three-day weekend. I personally don't celebrate things like that holiday. February 19th, to me, as I said, is more important because it is now my wedding anniversary, which there I think it is a lot more positive than celebrating 46... Dead white men? Old men that well did something here and there and and was voted on by people and and i didn't vote for you (laughs) if if we set up a form of government because of a watery tart throwing a sword (laughs) that's not Uh, it seems like most of the time anymore however you celebrate though or however you don't i did some digging into the on this individual and in my eyes useless holiday uh this is what i found i do hold these truths to be self-evident 
So if it's incorrect, you cannot blame me. Blame the internet. Uh, or you can blame Herbert Hoover. I don't care. <laughs> Brian, why do you think we celebrate President's Day? I'll give you a hint. He was the model of a modern major general, the venerated Virginian veteran, whose men were all lining up to put him on a pedestal, writing letters to relatives, embellishing his elegance and eloquence. Does that sum up anybody you know? Uh, well, I mean, I know a couple of people that would like to think them think of themselves <laughs> this way. Yeah. So this holiday has grown and changed over the years, just as the nation has. While President's Day now commemorates all the nation's 46 chief executives, both past and present, it wasn't always this way. When it first started in 1879, the holiday was meant to celebrate one man. Here he comes. Here comes the general. Ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the general. The moment you've been waiting for. Here comes the general. The pride of Mount Vernon. George Washington. So in the middle of of mostly turmoil in this this country. Yes. Um, two things that, that the American people decided that we needed. Yes. A really good steak sauce. And a day to honor and a day the to very honor first president. The first president, <laughs> General George Washington, uh, who, fun right. fact, we all know that his wife was Martha Washington. Yes. I just learned this. This is not written down. This was when I was talking about what our episode was going to be this past weekend. I then had a lot of this information vomited to me by Madison. Her, her name was Martha Dandridge Washington. The town of Dandridge in Tennessee was named after Martha Washington because when they spent time here, she loved the little town. It was named Dandridge after her years before the state of Tennessee became a state. So Dandridge was Dandridge before Tennessee became Tennessee. Yes. And the little, uh, little old bed and breakfast that is in downtown Dandridge, uh, multiple presidents had stayed there including right. uh, one of the supposed-to-be Tennessee president, Andrew Jackson, but we'll get to that later. But, yeah, she started telling me, like, yeah, Dandridge is named after his wife. I was like, what? That's crazy. I did not know that. And then she's like, yeah, and she starts spitting all this. She's like, well, I mean, let me double-check. And she double-checked. She was like, yeah, she loved this area. They came through here, and she just so, fell in love with the area. So we knew that... that Gatlinburg was formerly mm-hmm. White Oak Flats. What mm-hmm. was Dandridge before it became Dandridge? I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to do a deep dive on some of these older, because this is the second oldest under Jonesboro, Dandridge's. It's the second oldest town in Tennessee. And okay, those so Jonesboro, Jonesboro and, and Dandridge were Jonesboro were and Dandridge before, before Tennessee was became a state. Tennessee. I think it'd be wow. so interesting to find out if there's other places like that. Oh, absolutely. I think it'd be very exciting of an episode to find out, like, why were they named this? Like, I, I didn't... Dandridge was... 25 minute drive from where I was born and raised and not once did I hear that Martha Washington loved Dandridge and that's why it's called Dandridge. Why it's called Dandridge and then even going back like what what does Dandridge mean? Like what's why? the meaning behind <laughs> yeah, if it like, was her middle name. I think it was her middle name Martha Dandridge then, Washington. Then, yeah, and then and she was what is, like we'll call it Dandridge because that's her middle name and she loved this place. I wonder if it was Damned Ridge before <laughs> and, and then it's it just, just the got way she shortened. Said it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I can't tell what she's saying. She's saying Dandridge, but I don't have the heart to correct her. We'll just change the name of the town. (laughs) We initially started this uh, as Washington's birthday 
to celebrate, and it was simply the day was called Washington's birthday, <laughs> which is still how the federal government refers to it, according to the Department of State. Many celebrated and observed the birthday of the venerated American Revolutionary leader on February 22nd after he died in 1799. The day was an unofficial observance for much of the 1800s. In the late 1870s, though, Senator Stephen Wallace Dorsey of Arkansas proposed that it become a federal holiday. In 1879, President Rutherford B. Hayes signed it into law according to governmentinfo.com. Gov. Over the years, the holiday has expanded in the minds of the nation. At one point in time, there was a vote to Congress to change the holiday to celebrate both Washington and Abraham Lincoln's, which actually falls on February 12th. Now it is a time where people remember the people who have held the title as president. So a situation to where both of them's birthday being relatively close together. So why not let's, <laughs> let's have find it the, as, in the middle day. Yeah, to, as President's Day for the two. So it's all right. It was George and Washington. Arguably, at the time, eighteen seventy nine. At that time, arguably, they were the two most notable presidents in our history. Yeah, the first one, and then the one that uh, abolished slavery. Abolish slavery. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some impact on society that this day has had well now, other than it's an additional day <laughs> yeah, off for for some people most businesses for most businesses stuff. it is um it is a federal holiday so it does affect the schedule of many americans some states are off school some communities are off work and some stores even close down at the beginning it was only a federal holiday in washington dc though it wasn't until 1885 that it became recognized nationwide now, a fun fact about Tennessee and President's Day. Tennessee does recognize President's Day, but where all the other 49 states spell it President's Plural Day, we, as Tennesseans, decided to establish it as a possessive word. President apostrophe S Day. So it is a singular President's Day. day as, as opposed to, to the other 49 states who are saying that it's President Plural Day. We like, mm, let's put apostrophe in there. Let's that's, be different. So how? That's odd. It, the, I, we're I, an odd state. It, well, I mean. <laughs> However, there are nine states that do not observe the holiday at all. Delaware, Florida, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Rhode Island, and Wisconsin. And there are presidents from most of these states. Yep. And, oddly enough, a lot of them, if you follow the political world, are what they call red states, which is interesting. Not all of them, just some of them. Right. So these states aren't the only ones looking to give the holiday the boot. In a 2012 60-minute Variety Fair poll, 35% of surveyed Americans, I am one of them, have chosen to get rid of President's Day. But you took this survey? I didn't take the survey, but I do follow them. Oh, but you're, <laughs> the okay. They, uh, they choose to get rid of this holiday over other holidays like Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Memorial Day, and Labor Day. They feel that this holiday is a useless holiday. So in in bringing the world of football over into this, mm-hmm. there has been a recent like hard argument in the fact that the Super Bowl should be moved to this weekend. Either okay. that or make Super Bowl weekend a four-day weekend. Just because of the fact that you're going to have more people hung over, 
calling in whatever the case may be after the Super Bowl. Make Even kids are not like, you know. Yeah, make it a federal holiday because they're affected by their parents. Yeah. Stay up. So in this instance, why not go ahead and move it to President's Day weekend? Why not? And then... Because it's like where, majority where, of the country is going to have the next day off anyways. Yeah, it's like... Which is why we chose to get married on right. President's Day is because that year it fell on a Sunday last year and we knew that people would have the day off the next day. Right. Where I'm from in South Carolina, we always got off the week of the Masters. That was our spring break week. Really? Yeah, because of the fact that we knew that there was going to be so much traffic in the area, even though Easter wasn't for another week okay. and a half, two weeks, whatever the well, case I mean, may be. here, they... they change up school scheduling for rod run for yeah for the the different car shows and stuff like that in town but yeah where i'm from we would be out of school the week of the masters but that was our easter or spring break was that week so why not i mean it was it was said that it was our spring break it was said that it was our spring break it was our easter break but but it was during the masters and we all knew that it was because of the masters this can still be President's Day. You're still off on Monday because of it being the federal holiday. But why not? But you make know the, the real Sunday reason is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah, the marketability I mean, would be great. You'd have probably you'd have better work productivity because they know they'd have that Monday off. Not only that, but I think that from a sales perspective, you would have a whole lot more reception to a sale calling it a Super Bowl sale as opposed to calling it a President's, President's Day sale. Because people are going to be more likely to get up and active for something like that as opposed to presidents. Because if you've already got entire states who say that they would rather just be done with President's Day, then then why not go ahead and why why not go ahead and uh, hold two birds with one stone scenario and and take care of the fact that you're not going to have the best day of school on a Monday after Super Bowl. You know, banks closed, schools closed, you know, all of it's not operating on a Monday after the Super Bowl, and let's just go ahead and have it over President's Day weekend, so that way it's all combined into one. Because there's obviously too many federal holidays as it is. Yeah, it's, it's astronomical, the federal holidays. I mean, the number of days well, that a bank is closed or that and school... And then we look at that kind of stuff, and I'm like, the only day of the year that Tennessee Legend Distillery is officially closed is Christmas Day. But then you look around and you're like, all these businesses, A, that make the country run a little bit more than a distillery, just going to say it, right? have more holidays than us and take more time off than us. Oh, for sure. Uh, I just think it's crazy. Uh, But let's talk about uh, some of the impact on Tennessee. All right, yeah. So, for many who work in government, banks, and schools, it is a day off. For others, it's just another Monday. In Tennessee, state and federal government officers offices are closed for President's Day. Not all local government offices are closed, however. And you should always check your local government website for if they are open or closed on President's Day. And it does change from year to year, depending on things like, well, we got out for snow. Right. 
you know, we, we, we shouldn't have taken those three days off last year. We were closed for three days because of snow, so we're making you work President's Day next year. Yeah, because the especially with banks, like, they can only be closed for a certain number of consecutive days. Mm-hmm. They cannot be closed more than... Like, legally. A con- yeah, legally cannot be closed more than a consecutive number of days mm-hmm. in a row. So, on those types of holidays, yeah. Or if they missed because of weather-related or whatever, then yes, those days... The same way that your school children have, have to, to make, make up, up days, they have to be made up. Yeah. So some of the quote unquote lesser holidays are used high for school, that. We lost some spring break time because of the snows we had. Yeah, yeah, and bomb threats that we had. Oh lord! <laughs> one of the don't get me started, but <laughs> one one quick thing as far as bomb threats, especially for Severe County High School, and I don't know if it's the same thing. But any time a bomb threat would get called in, the entire student body got evacuated out into the stadium. We did the stadium? Every uh, Sometimes we time. do the Washington State Expo Center. So if it was a situation to where someone was actually planning on doing something, they would know that that's where everybody was going, so that's where You'd put the bomb. you would wind up actually yeah. putting a yeah. device if you intended on actually causing any sort of yes. harm. yes. But I digress. I'm not a movie villain. <laughs> so here are some other things that close in Tennessee. Post offices uh, and no mail delivery except for Priority Mail Express. Non-emergency Tennessee executive government offices it's like state courts and the Tennessee General Assembly. Banks, many national banks like Wells Fargo, Citibank, Bank of America, and Truist are closed on President's Day along with local banks. Uh, many public schools across the state also close for the federal holiday, except if they need to make up days due to inclement weather, which has plagued most of this state this year. Oh, for sure. Um, many, definitely many school systems in Tennessee have already used their snow days, so some of them had to go yesterday. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Sucks. Doesn't get any easier after school, I promise. But I can imagine you, like, walk into the courthouse, and it's like, okay, today I'm going to get my tags changed. And they're like, no, you can't get your tags changed. But no. if you wanted to, you can go right next door and get your marriage license. <laughs> we'll I want to go. You. We'll marry you on President's yeah, Day, w- but we won't do the other stuff. I, w- I want to go, you know, uh, um, get the deed or something, yeah. the title changed over on my house. No, sorry, you can't do that today. But if you need to pay taxes, but if you, need you can go taxes. over to the property assessors Absolutely and be able to can. pay any kind of money that you owe. Absolutely, you can. Uh, listen, we cannot cash your check because we are closed, but you can be arrested. <laughs> if you can you be thrown in the drunk tank. <laughs> With that being said, talking about Tennessee, it's President's Day, I wanted to bring up a very common misconception. A, that I, I was literally like a few months ago when I found out, figured this out. Right. And B... It's President's Day. Talk about a few presidents. So there are three presidents who, and in school, I was taught were the three presidents from Tennessee. Tennessee's only three presidents within the 46 that we have now had. Lies. We were lied to. Or they just misdetermined what the definition was of from Tennessee means. Because... On well, this show, when we talk about from Tennessee, we differentiate born in Tennessee is from Tennessee. Made your legend in Tennessee means you could have been born anywhere else. Right. 
But if you're from Tennessee, in our eyes, you were born in Tennessee. Right. False. These three presidents were not born in Tennessee. And we're going to start with the least amongst them, Andrew Jackson. Wait, the the man that's like... Andrew Jackson. M- multiple buildings. Yes. The, the All over Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. Not from Tennessee. He is from Waxhaus, which is between North and South Carolina. Yeah, it's one of those almost like uh, going through... Um, you don't know what which state it belongs to? Well, I, yeah, that's kind of like the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I was going to go for um, Carowinds. Oh, okay. Yeah, Carowinds you know theme park. To. Yeah, it, yeah. It, because right down the middle of the park is the state, the line. state line. And it's, you know, marked so if you've never been by basically born a, on the Carolina state line. So North Carolina, South Carolina, so doesn't matter. So not only is he not, not a Tennessee, he's either a Tar Heel or a Gamecock. Not all of all. Well, you can tell that We're going to say Tar Heel and Gamecock. <laughs> we'll call him Tar Heelian. He's definitely North Carolinian. Uh, the other one, where there are names everywhere in Tennessee, Andrew Johnson. There's a whole ass highway that extends like five counties in this state. Andrew Johnson Highway, Raleigh, North Carolina. Not so, so Tennessean. Two Carolinians named Two Carolinians Andrews. named Andrews were- said they were Tennessean. When they were president. And they were Jasons. J- Jackson Johnson. Jackson Johnson. Jasons. Ugh. And the other one, Mr. James K- Knox Polk, Pineville, North Carolina. So three Carolinians. Three Carolinians said they were Tennesseans when they became president. So history books all over Tennessee teach that they are Tennessee presidents. Presidents from the state of Tennessee. Nay, nay, I say. They were not born in Tennessee. This is a very common misconception. Three, Knoxville is named after James Knox Polk. And he's not of all. Tennessean. Well, I mean, he voluntarily came to this state, I guess. He did voluntarily come to the state. Um, so, yeah, that is a very common misconception. So if you have learned, if you're listening to this and you've learned in your social studies class that we have three presidents in the We're giving you argument points to your teacher. Look at your teacher and go, actually. Actually, they're all Carolinians. Mrs. Bernardzik or whoever your history teachers were, if you're from the town I was in. Schneidman. Um, Schneidman. Uh, Mr. McMurtry. Mr. Claiborne. They are not from Tennessee. They're Carolinians who said they were from Tennessee. Yeah, I guess. So, volunteers, we don't have a president in the 46. We actually do not have, and I think... A native Tennessean. That's the problem with the White House. <laughs> is there has not been a true orange-blooded all vol. <laughs> actually, I digress. Uh, I did say to you, I believe that the problem with the presidency is there's been no beards. Bearded. In years. We definitely need another bearded president. It has been too long since there's been a beard in the White House. Everyone shaves. Yes. I. That is one thing that I, I adamantly agree with, is that there needs to be, yet again, a beard in office. Full-fledged. That's a sign I could put in my yard. Full-fledged. Yeah, uh, don't worry Someone about... Someone with a beard, 2024. <laughs> that, that, no, there we go. Uh, have have Republican X'd out, Democrat, Democrat X'd, X'd out, bearded, bearded. with a check. <laughs> with a check. 
That's what I'm for. I will vote for a beard because it means that you are far more down to earth. Oh, the the Especially time and patience and that it takes to grow a good beard and you take is, care of it is a good quality for someone Absolutely. who is going to be you know leading and taking care of this country. Absolutely. If you take care of this country the way that you groom and take care of a beard, I trust you. Me? I trust you. So let's talk about the impact on the media. Now, I don't watch quote-unquote media, you know, like the different news outlets. I don't. Uh, But I assume that they all have, around this time of year, play like the presidential look-backs. Oh, it's President's Day, so we're going to look back and see all the successes that that certain presidents have. Yes, I can say especially that we're in an election year. Oh, yeah. They're milking it. And the problem with it is, is one station will show you a completely different group than the other station. Oh, yeah. I mean, we already know between CNN and Fox and everything else. If those two were to do a President's Day special, they'd all be different names. Oh, yeah. Everybody on one would be all of your Democratic And that is the problem with quote-unquote media. (laughs) But see, here's here's where I would kind of figure they would have a little bit of a problem is they could only go back to the 50s. In doing this, because that's whenever the major the dynamic yeah, shift the dynamic happened. happened between the the beliefs or the ideologies of Republicans and Democrats. So, if you're looking at it like, okay, so Fox is going to be doing all the Republican. So, okay, yeah. you're going to wind up going back in pre-1956. You're going to wind up saying that all nope. Republicans who are actually Democrats at that time... Yeah did really good stuff and if that's the case then that's basically like a a hand reaching across the aisle mm-hmm. sort of scenario same thing on the the democratic side are you going to wind up going back and saying that all democrats yeah pre this who were actually republicans at that point in time are are part of your you know yeah so but, yeah, I would say that uh, it's definitely had a lot of impact on media. And one of the things that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that it's had a very big impact on is social media. Uh, but let's talk about the economy first. Federal holidays usually always mean there's a sale somewhere. Oh, yeah. Usually your hardware stores yeah. wind up having presidents, presidents or, and Memorial or Day. Or home stores in general. we got to get rid of these couches. Yeah. It's a President's Day sale. 75% off. Right. I all got to go. We're on president number yeah. whatever, so we're that's how much. We're on 46, so we're going to take 46% off. You're, yeah. you're lazy boy. Um, but uh, if you have the day off, you can at least uh, take part in some of those deals because most people are still working, and they can't get down to these stores to... Or they're working yeah, in a place that's making the deals. Yeah, if you if you work in one of the the typically government jobs, you know, working in the courthouse or or for the school system or for the bank or anything like that, mm. then yeah, you're going to be able to take advantage of all these different sales, and that's probably what it is. Whenever they have these types of sales, is they know that the people that work in those types of jobs. Yeah aren't going to have the opportunity during the week to be able to get to one of those. They have to wait till the weekend. And so then usually everybody else is, yeah. you know, out and about as well on mm-hmm. the weekend. So yeah, why not? Why not have a day to where a government employee would typically have to work? See, I was, they'd be off and when can I was go. a kid. There was a factory outlet store on the West end of Morristown that sold furniture and stuff like that. And I, Shit you not. Every 
little holiday, public or federal, I'd see a commercial that they were having a sale. And I'd be like, there's 52 weeks in a year, and pretty much all 52 of them, you're running a sale because of some holiday, whether it be Groundhog Day or Valentine's Day or President's Day or St. Patrick's Day or the Ides of March or something like that. And I'm like, why aren't your prices just low right. <laughs> at that point? Yeah, why not just, yeah. <laughs> like, at that point, you're doing a sale every week. Like, why not just lower the prices? I just, it always baffled me. So let's talk about some pop culture. The biggest impact on pop culture is that I would typically spend my President's Day when I had nothing to do before it became my anniversary is uh, I would spend that day watching movies where the presidents in the movies are better than the presidents we've had. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, if I had my my full-fledged choice of, of cinematic presidents to have as an actual president, I have three. Okay. Cool. Right off the top of my head that I would say I 100% one is my yeah. president. What's his name from Monsters vs. Aliens? Or Monsters and Aliens? Oh, Lord. It was, it wasn't it Steve Carell that played Steve the Carell voice of the character? Him. But yeah, he played the music from yeah. uh, Beverly Hills Cop yeah. Yeah. as the Axel Foley. Yeah. He pl- okay, the Axel so, Foley theme. Yeah, so that one is one. Which we're that's, getting that's, a, that's my little yeah, Straight to Netflix movie. My little comedic, you yeah. know, version. One that wouldn't actually be. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't the president, but it was the one where um, Jeff Daniels talks about the... The newsroom? Yeah, where... He's running for president. Okay, yeah, all right, so... You talk about a damn monologue. I've based my life as an adult off of those words, and I'm like, holy crap, he's right, so America's right. not great anymore. It's it's, blah, it's, blah, it's, blah, blah, it's all this other it's stuff. Not great. It's not there's, great. There's so many countries with... Okay, so, so the animated, that one would be number okay. four. All right. Real deal. Okay. Top All three. right. Top three would be Dave. Okay. Dave's good. Yes. Dave's as number three, the Jeff Daniels one as uh-huh. number two. Okay. And uh, Bill Pullman from Independence President Day. Whitmore. President Whitmore. Yes. As number one. <laughs> I also would have to throw in Martin Sheen from The West Wing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I uh, can... He he is... It's, it's so wild that how real of a president I wish he was but like I'm like the, the thing that it makes me think about is like why can't those people be real that's the fake aspect right is yeah that they're great people they're great presidents and that's are doing, the Hollywood fake aspect yeah right is that our presidents are better in the movies and and for me Dave in that one would that's, be uh, the that's Kevin Klein Kevin Klein yeah and the fact that he as someone who is a an imitator of the president was a a a, a presidential like uh, imitation artist or whatever yeah. was able to take over the job and won over the country so much better than what his real counterpart was able to do and uh there was a uh, one that uh, Michael Douglas did too, where he was president. Yeah, a good president there too, and that's what baffles me about it. Is I'm like, okay, how is that the most like aspirating feature of these movies? Is I wish that president that president was real, would be the actual real, real president in real life. But yeah, that's how I how how I spent impact of pop culture on President's Day. Now let's talk about social media. Now, I focus heavily on social media for this episode because everyone's got a voice, 
now everyone has a platform to talk about it. And and, and more now, now than ever are on the front line. <laughs> yeah, now more than ever, I think is where an independent mm-hmm. or a a third party, Someone a non yeah non Republican, that's where I want someone needs to be but even with the power of social media that there is today it, it's it's a mm-hmm. situation to where that would promote unity as opposed to division yeah we can't have that and that's, that's not business that's not how that's no, not that's how everything not a, works that's not a million dollar business so americans generally hold this truth this truth to be self-evident george washington and abraham lincoln were presidents who earned their places on monuments and on currency through exemplary leadership and the, uh, that united the country. That reverence is celebrated every year on President's Day. That reverence now seems quaint. Phenomenal relegated to larger-than-life figures from the distant past when powdered wigs or stovepipe haps were unvogue. A closer look, though, at history, however, shows that no president has managed to leave the position without alienating a large segment of the populace. Partisan bickering has been an American tradition since the flag had 13 stars on it and before 140 character tweets. Now, with the titans that social media has be- and multimedia has become, no president is safe. No current president, no former president, no good or no bad president is safe. It doesn't matter if you're old man Joe, the mean old orange man, the old unfaithful one, or even the venerated Virginian veteran. That started it all. With social media and major media in all uh, of the times at an all-time powerhouse, no president is safe on President's Day. And here are some mean tweets I found about celebrating President's Day. This tweet says, Dwight D. Eisenhower once said, Never waste a minute thinking about people you don't like. Yet here we are on President's Day, reminded of all the people I don't like. <laughs> Wow. Imagine if mean tweets had existed whenever these people were actually alive and went through and and were reading these things. This tweet says, thanks a lot, Obama. No, seriously, thanks, because 45 and 46 ain't it. (laughs) Yeah. So here's another one. So, like, is it possible to elect stars like Bill Pullman, Martin Sheen, or Harrison Ford and just have them play their characters from movies? Because those were presidents. Okay, so as far as that, and it's funny that we got I into know, that conversation without, you know, having gotten to this point in there, is that if it's a situation to where our quote-unquote air quotes yeah. for the uh, the listeners listeners yeah. there... Is that the the role as president of the United States is is a is a role is that literally is just a role? Yeah, it's a role they play. They're not the person making the decisions. They're they're just the the figurehead. They're just the puppet in this scenario. Then it's the scripting. It's not so much. It's not so much the person <laughs> playing the character. It's the script that needs rewrites. We need, <laughs> we need rewrites. rewrites. We need rewrites in here right now. We need the 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 writing team for the the uh, Infinity Saga, or we need the writing <laughs> yeah. team for the the Lord of the Rings, or <laughs> we you know need Jackson in here to write. This. Yeah, we need we need the. 
we definitely don't want uh, uh, George Martin no. in here writing in no. any because all of our favorite people that get elected to office would wind up getting killed in yeah. some yeah we some don't need George Martin uh, but yeah it's it's not so much the people we've figured it out yeah. ladies and gentlemen it is not the person the it's the script it's the script the sucks. script sucks yeah. for for uh, American presidents as it were for the last yes. several years. Currently, we've had the writer who tried to reboot Fantastic Four ten years ago. Oh, that's what that's who we've oh. got. We have Sony writers, <laughs> as the Sony writers, writers for the, writing our stuff. <laughs> or we need the 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 person who's writing the NFL script. That's who we need. <laughs> to, some stories to write being the, told. To write the the script for the presidency. And final tweet I saw when finding the hashtag President's Day. So I turned eight. So since I turned eighteen, I've had Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I was promised more when I first saw the West Wing. <laughs> That's what some of the, the populace, even in 2024, think about President's Day. All right, so to make it like a correlation okay. to to football, again, uh, just that way we're not completely alienating our, our uh, cocky top listeners yes. in any uh, form, is that the the the... The correlation is that there's a magnitude or a multitude of of youth, people who are now getting to the point of being able to vote. Yeah. Who, for a majority of their informed lives, have had Donald Trump. Yes. Or Joe Biden as. Yeah. What their reference point is in terms of a, a presidential is figure. Is this what it's always been like? <laughs> All the people who are now getting to an age as an Alabama fan, no longer seeing Nick Saban oh, as, as, as a, the head as coach yeah. for the university of Alabama. So he, he was the, like the Reagan era is gone. The Saban era, quote unquote, the Reagan era of mm-hmm. Alabama football is now gone. Mm-hmm. So everything that anybody is going to see moving forward is, is, because that's what most Americans right now, the people who are just older than us, mm-hmm. uh, our parents. They talk about the Reagan the, era. The quote, the, the people, great, the people who are looking for to make America great again yes. are the ones who are blindly, never yes. mind. We're not going to continue yes. on down this road, but just yes. that little uh, um, yeah, drawing it. a connection. So Eric Foner, uh, DeWitt Clinton Professor Emeritus of History at Columbia University, recently told NBC News, you know, we look back without rancor at these guys, but Washington was bitterly denounced during his presidency, and the language used against Lincoln makes what's said against Biden or Trump very mild. The partisan bitterness that we we see today is not unprecedented by any means. People today wouldn't be able to survive if people said things about them that were said about Washington or Lincoln. So he's basically saying, like, the stuff you see on Twitter and all that, that's mild compared to what people wrote about George Washington or Abe Lincoln. And I can imagine with some of the vernacular that would have been used during that time. Haberdashery. Yes, like, (laughs) this haberdasher, known for, you know... Uh, Yeah. Hoodwinking and... Hoodwinking and... and Running amok and... Sitting on his horse in a boat in the middle of the Delaware. What an idiot. Having trollops visit. Did you see Nutty George in the in the boat? 
<laughs> on his horse. And then you know what he does? And this man Walks to the front of the boat. <laughs> right. And this man is supposed to be leading He's our country. He's supposed to be leading our country. They have, if that were real, that would, boat would be going headfirst into the... Have you the... seen the imagery of Abe Lincoln? I've met Abe Lincoln. He wears a cardigan. I don't know why they're selling him this way. <laughs> Stove hat. He had a cardigan and a bola on. <laughs> that is a very impractical hat. It's an impractical hat. What is he hiding up there? He's an alien. He's an alien. <laughs> He's an alien. Yeah, if, if, we, if they had Twitter back then, or if, if presidency began today, then I could not imagine the rampant things that would be said about George Washington. All right, so we have we have internet trolls. Yes. What would? Like, oh, they weren't called would, trolls back then. Yeah, I mean, what would? I mean, because someone is going to write something that's either going to get published in a paper or in a, a journal a of, diary some sort, of some sort. Yeah. Whatever the case may be in in in, in that aspect. So like literally, they 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 so printed papers. I mean, even Ben Franklin, you know, under a pseudonym, wrote little pamphlets. Yeah, the like uh, um, so like, Silence Do Good. Yeah, Silence Do Good. So Thank these you, would Disney be, and National Treasure. Yes. So these would be passed around at main streets and in, in, in general stores, these pamphlets that were written by someone with with more brains than us and like, oh, what they say goes and all that. So it would be like us having Josh Pate write a pamphlet. Extra, extra, uh, yeah. read all about it. George Washington actually had ivory as opposed to wooden teeth. <laughs> the lies have started. Lies he have cannot started. be trusted. It's all fake news. He can't be trusted. Um, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah, and Abe Lincoln really is an alien from the planet <laughs> wherever the hat is used to to hide the alien that controls the, the and pilots head, yeah. his body. <laughs> pilots his body like Ratatouille style. That's why he wore a top hat. Yes. Lincoln is only five foot four. He's wearing platforms, and the hat makes him that much taller. It's all intimidation factors. So one of the things that is always asked in our, our episodes is, what makes our topic a legend? Okay. So personally, I wouldn't call it a legend. Like eh, no, Pirate not. Day. I call that a legend. <laughs> National Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th, everybody. That's a legendary holiday. We got a ways to go, but we do yeah. have a ways to go. Um, but what I think, in uh, for the episode's sake, for the sake of our show, I think what makes this a legend is that it started as one thing, one small little thing to celebrate a couple of presidents' birthday. A, a singular, a then singular two, first, and, and then, then two, and now it has grown into this, this thing, and and. and a lot of like what makes these legends is attributed to what we do to things as society. How we take things and just grow them and manipulate them and mold them into these massive things. Like when this was made a thing in 1879 or whatever, whenever uh, the president signed it into a federal yeah. law, they didn't think of things like cells. President's Day sales or hashtag President's Day or or things like that. No, no. So I would imagine, I would say the thing that makes President's Day this legendary thing is that it's still going on despite the fact that it has changed so much since its first establishment as George Washington's birthday. 
celebration. Which we have George Washington's birthday as its own now. Now it's We its have own thing. Lincoln's birthday, birthday as, as its, its own. own now. So literally they made it this thing because of this one guy and then this second guy. So they, then they made it this thing. And so throughout time it's become this thing. Because it's become this thing, we are now splitting away George and Lincoln to their own personal birthdays. The way it all started. <laughs> and now President's Day is its own thing. So that's what I think is what gives it the legend status, is throughout the time, despite how you feel about it, despite how you feel about presidents, despite how you feel about government, maybe you're an anarchist and you want to burn it all to the ground. I don't know. I don't know you. But it's still here. It's one of the things that from 1799 to 1879 to now 2024, it is still here as a thing. Um, and I think anything that lasts that long is legendary. It deserves a legend status. deserves a legend status. We're going to go ahead and cut this right here because there is still a little bit more. We're going to talk more about personal things, maybe some funny things, maybe some jokes, a little deeper conversation about this, but that's for the Patreon listeners. If you want to become a Patreon listener, it's very easy. You go to tldstudio66.com, scroll on over to support, and it will tell you all you need to know about becoming a Patreon member of Studio 66. Everything you get, anywhere from deleted scenes to bloopers to full uncut episodes like our Patreon members are getting right now. Behind the scenes looks, pictures, polls, things, upcoming episodes that the general audience does not know yet. Things like that. So if you want to become a member, you can do so for as little as a cup of coffee a month. Cut out one Starbucks in a month. And you could pay for a Patreon membership for Studio 66. It's that easy. And you still have 30 to 29 other days to buy a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we are very thankful for our Patreon members. Uh, thank you for those who are continuing to listening. Even if you aren't a Patreon supporter, you continue to listen. You come in. You share the stuff on social media. Thank you very much. Uh, B, anything else before we head out? Not on this one. All righty. Stay kind to yourself, stay kind to others, and as always, cheers to you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66 for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter heck you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via speakpipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com however you go about it Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.